now a nerd podcast talking about nerd things. My name is Robert Foley, and here with me as always... Daniel Mullins. Daniel. Yeah, well, it's my name. Yeah. It's kind of lame. Yeah. It took me... I, I couldn't spell Daniel until I was like 15. Really? Yeah, I, in my middle name, I still, I'm still not sure if I can spell it correctly. Lawrence? Lawrence, yeah. I have to look at my L-A-W? L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, I believe. Mm-hmm. And my social security number is 555. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we're doing another top five this we're week. We're doing a top five. Uh, now, last week, we or last episode, not week, last episode we did dis, uh, talk about doing a top five Star Wars uh, characters, but we decided to go a little beyond that and just make it our top five uh, space-related sci-fi characters. You could say we, we, we decided to go to infinity and beyond, really. Uh, yeah. Oh, I should have put Buzz Lightyear on my uh, fucking list, man. <laughs> Damn it. Honorable mention. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> he falls with style. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, without further ado, let, let's hop into this. All right. Who's uh, starting? Uh, you go ahead and start. All right. You know him. You love him. Number five. Number five. That's not, that's not a name. But, uh, 1953, I believe, is when this character was introduced. It's a variation on a, a very known, very well-beloved, uh, cartoon character. Oh. By the name of Daffy Duck. And I'm talking about Duck, Duck Dodgers, Dodgers in the 24th, 24th and a half century. century. Uh, one of my fondest Looney Tune memories, and there are a lot of fond Looney Tune yes, memories for both uh, of us. It's just him taking on Martian uh, Marvin Mar- the Martian, Marvin Martian, and his dog. Uh, and uh, he would always succeed somehow, uh, despite being dumb. Yeah, uh, he sh- never should have succeeded at anything, but he always, you know, prevailed at the end uh, and saved Earth. You know, and. In the classic Looney Tunes way of, I, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. Uh, yeah, 19, Both uh, of them get exploded. Like, that. that's one where there's not a definite, like, anytime Bugs Bunny's in it, he takes no harm. It's always whoever he's against is going to take all of the damage the entire episode. But with the Duck Dodger, like, anything that stars Daffy Duck, everybody's going to be getting it. Daffy's going to be getting it. Whoever he's against is going to be getting it, as long as it's not Bugs. So Marvin the Martian, who is another one of those characters that's the exact same way, it's one of those funny things of they can both win. I mean, there's one episode of the Duck Dodgers series that ends with them just blowing up the planet they're on and hanging off of it like, <laughs> well, here we are. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I think there's a, you know, this planet isn't big enough for the two of us joke right. somewhere. But yeah, 1953 is when it was released, man. July 25th. It's hard to believe it's that old. It's still that entertaining. Like I could sit down and watch it today. Any oh, yeah. Looney Tunes, really? From that era? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. There, there's only one Looney Tunes from newer times that I, I watch, and I'm like, I fucking love that. And it's a Daffy Duck one. Oh, yeah. uh, if you look up Daffy Duck is a metal wizard. A metal wizard? A metal wizard. Like, like alchemy? Or like rock like, and roll? Rock and roll. Like Metallica rules! Metallica rules! Right, cool. Uh Yeah. Like heavy metal, uh, Dio does the uh, does the voice for Rest the in metal peace. in the back. Rest in peace. Oh, really? So it's not too new because he died several years ago. Oh, right, but it's like within the last ten years. I made my wife listen to Holy Diver yesterday in the Holy car. Holy Diver! She wasn't a fan. No, but it's amazing because it starts out like a very uh, slow swell, you know, very quiet, and then once the music kind of kicks in, you just hear uh, Dio go, mm-hmm. like it just starts <laughs> to taste great, man. I'd be laughing for half an hour over a deal. So. But but yeah, uh, in, in that one, like you see him doing like all of these like wizard things to this rock and roll 
uh, soundtrack, and then it cuts to him in real life, what he's actually doing. And so, like, he, he's sitting there exploding these uh, hell demons that are coming at him, like hell demon dog looking things, yeah. and then it cuts to him inside of a grocery store microwaving a hot dog until it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it sounds entertaining. I mean, oh, yeah, very funny. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, you want to go into your number five? Yeah, my number five is uh, Spock from Star Trek. Never heard of him. Uh, no, well, he is a Vulcan. Also, rest in peace. Yes. Sad Le- Leonard Nimoy. Mm. Uh, well, I- I've recently been going through and watching... You mentioned that, yeah, the original series, right? The original series. To go to bed, too. To go to, to, go to bed, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Which is very entertaining and high energy. Well, you know, unlike the movies that are coming out now, the original series was a lot more about philosophy. And being an alien. And banging aliens. That and, is actually a very huge part of it. And really shitty karate chops to the neck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some shit. Um, but they're entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, when I when I go to put them on to go to sleep, I'll, I'll back up a couple episodes so that I've already seen it and just have it on for background noise. Oh, okay. But, yeah, uh, I, I never had understood the references for years about the Pond Far thing with Spock, and just recently watched that episode where you actually get to see him on his planet uh, trying to kill Kirk. Yeah, I had no idea what the fuck you're talking about. It, I was never really in the Star Trek. It's essentially their their puberty where they go home to mate, and it makes them blood crazy, and if somebody challenges... Like Zordberg? Kind of. <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah. drama? All right. Um, cause like in that one, his chosen, like his wife that he was betrothed to when he was a little kid, like he starts going through Ponfar, which means he has to go home to mate and there's this bell that he has to ring to signify everything and he's allowed to bring two friends. So he brings, do- he brings Bones mm-hmm. and Kirk well, yeah. cause they're his two best friends, right. which is the first time that he actually says that to them in the series. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And he goes to ring it and she stops him. Saying that she wants somebody to chal- to challenge him for her, and whoever wins gets gets her. Right. And but she gets to choose who it is instead of choosing the Vulcan that is obviously the person. She chooses Kirk. Right. Because he's dreamy. Uh, because no matter they actually explain the reasoning at the end of the episode. The reason that she chose for him to fight his friend is no matter who wins, she's not stuck with Spock. Even if Spock wins, he won't want her. Right. Because of what she's made him do. She didn't want uh, any of that Spock cock? Right. She hmm. wanted no Spock cock. None? All right. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, a character that's still going to today. They're, I mean, they brought him into the new movies. They had Leonard Nimoy kind of help introduce the new right. uh, guy, which isn't bad. But I got to say, going back and watching the originals as compared to the new movies, I I, I like the series better. Okay. As, as shitty as the sci-fi as it was... Uh, by today's standards. Well, time frame, man, you know. Yeah. Uh, very good. Very good episodes. Okay. Hmm. You might check it out sometime. Is it on Netflix? I think it is. Yeah. It? Yeah. Alright. Time for my number four? Yeah, time for your number four. Alright. When you think of space exploration, you think of things that are insanely shiny, right? Okay. And happen to be on surfboards? That's my number four! No shit! Yeah! Let's talk about the Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer! Surfer. No shit! Alright, cool. <laughs> like, seriously, here... Before we started, nice. Before we started, um, oh shit, our number three is the same too. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a short episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Yeah, the Silver Surfer, I mean, when I was younger, his look alone, in in hindsight, yeah, it's kind of dorky. 
I mean, he's a shiny man on a shiny surfboard. Well, when he came out, like, that's how surfers looked. Well, not shiny. What? But they're, they're <laughs> designed. <laughs> um, but I should have probably finished listening to what you had to say. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There's something that, when you're younger, makes you kind of, you know, in awe of him. And it probably is his look, just the fact that he's really shiny. Yeah. But as you get older and you read some of his storylines, you realize how much depth there is to There's it. There's a lot of depth to the story of Silver Surfer. Yeah, I mean, he's the solo writer. That he, it even explains why he uses the surfboard. So he can feel space. There's right. nothing between him and everything. Right. He's just standing on a plank pretty much. And that's cool. It's, it actually makes sense. And I know they didn't come out with that when they first created the character. They're like, dude, all the surfboard in space. That's wicked cool. Right. Uh, no. So I was like, oh, God, I have to make this make sense. So Someone was on a wicked acid trip. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and was like, dude, it's like I'm surfing through space, bro. I feel you, bro. I only have this silver marker. We should draw something. <laughs> a silver Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> and thus a legend was made. Mm-hmm. But we've t- I've talked about... Uh, the Death. Requiem. Silver Surfer Requiem. Yeah. Uh, probably to an annoying amount on this podcast. I think you've mentioned it once. Yeah. Uh, at least twice. I know. I don't know if it ever got released. It might have been when I was drunk and talking about Batman blowjobs. Yes. But, <laughs> you know, the Daredevil episode. God, I keep... <laughs> the Batman episode? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about... Uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> For, for the Daredevil, there was supposed to, to be the sh- Batman episode, but the Batman episode actually is a Batman episode, but there's actually a Daredevil episode too, but there's one that was both. <laughs> we got very drunk in our... When like we first, episode three or When four? we first started this, we would get belligerently drunk and then start recording episodes, and we found out very quickly that we can't do that. We can drink a little. Yeah, like we each have a beer right now. Yeah. But that time, I think we... Uh, uh, we started with shots and yeah, then started we recording. Uh, American Honey. Yeah. Wild Turkey American Honey. Honey, yeah, yeah. I almost said honky. <laughs> Whoa, American honky. Um, but yeah, it's just a great character. And uh, I mean, if you don't know much about him, you can read Requiem, which is his last ride, his last two rods, only four issues long. He did it as a graphic novel. Now it's a very short read, and it'll tell you everything you need to know about the character. And it's the most beautiful send off I think I've it, ever seen in a comic. For for those that grew up with Silver Surfer because I, I remember like I first got into Silver Surfer because of the Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. And like he he showed up in quite a few of those and then once I got into comics I started reading Silver Surfer because I remembered him from my childhood. Same as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, let me borrow Requiem. Yeah. And I remember reading it and having to fight back tears at the end. That's so fucking different. Like, especially especially when he had that little team-up with Spider-Man in Requiem. The second issue, yeah. And what he does. Yeah, I know. We, we talked about that on this Spider-Man. Yeah, that, that we did uh, talk episode, about I believe. Spider-Man. But uh, just find it and read it. Off the top of my head, I can't think of too many other stories where he's the forefront uh, right off the top of my head. But uh, Normally, when you see him, it's a, it's a team-up. Yeah. Um, but the ones with him are the ones where you really get to explore the space of the Marvel Universe. That's when they uh, introduce a lot of various races that you may or may not see again. Right. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy has that a little bit, but Silver Surfer's where they really go, hey, let's do something fucking weird. Yeah, hell, even in the, in the third issue of Requiem, uh, he goes to two planets that have been warring for centuries. Yep. And, and he ends that shit. Yep. Just because he doesn't want, like, he doesn't want to leave this universe knowing that that war is still going on. Right. It's something he could fix. So he's like, well, on my way home, I might as well take this slight detour and save millions of lives over right. the course of the next several years. And, you know, then I'll go home and die peacefully with my wife. Right. And I know we've talked about the end where Galactus shows up. And 
And that's the part that'll punch you right in your soul. Yeah. Uh, that and the Mary Jane part in issue two. I, I'm dead serious. If you're listening to this and you have not read it's it, it's worth the read. read. It. God, read it to your mom. Read it to your dad. Yeah. Have your mom read it to you. Be like, you're a little kid again. Yeah. That might make it weird. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> it's a good fucking book, man. Uh, that series alone is probably why I put him on the list. Yeah, I actually have to agree with you. Like, as much as I like the character, uh, his team ups, because mm-hmm. that's what he's best known for is his team ups. Um, and his shitty appearance in Marvel Zombies, but most appearances in Marvel Zombies were kind of shitty. Yeah, um, but that, like, anytime I think of, if anybody was to come up to me and go, "Hey, what's a good story for me to read of Silver Surfer?" Read Requiem. Right off the top of head, absolutely, yeah. Kind of like if you're talking about Spider-Man, you know, like, oh, read The Death of Gwen Stacy, uh, or uh, um, Blue, Spider-Man Blue's a Spider-Man great jumping, Blue. it's probably the best jumping on point, honestly. Yeah. I'd say for Spider-Man. Uh, honestly, it, those color, that color series is the best for each of those heroes. The, that series is amazing. Hulk Gray's a good jumping on for Hulk. It's the weakest of them, I think. Agree and disagree. But uh, Daredevil Yellow's a great jumping on I think that Daredevil. they're great reads, but mm-hmm. I think that they mean more. Like, the color series means a little bit more for people who are already entrenched in the universe at least a little bit. I don't know, man. Because, well, yes, uh, using Spider-Man Blue as a reference, um, you know, that I think works better for people that know at least to some degree the story of the relationship between Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy, and Mary Jane. That's true. But, I mean, it does explain it to you. Uh, throughout the book, it's mainly what the story's about, you know, when he's thinking back. So it does tell you, but if you've known the characters for years and you've known the bulk of the story, then yeah, yeah. it does make it more powerful. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think that it, they're good books for anybody to just pick up and read, but I think that it means a little bit more for people that are in it. But if you have a significant other that you're just like, if, if you read comic books and they're like, I don't understand why, have them read one of those. Yeah. Especially for couples, because, you know, your significant other, you know, it would help because they're all based on love stories. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, like uh, our buddy Joel, his ex. Uh, Daredevil Yellow. Wanted to read comic books, so I gave her Spider-Man Blue to read. And then they fucking broke up and I never got it back and it was a hard copy. <laughs> Whatever. But and she never read a comic book and she loved it. Yeah. So uh, much that she never fucking gave it back, Robert. Spider-Man Blue, Daredevil Yellow. Hulk Gray. And Hulk there's Gray. one issue of Captain America White, but that uh, I, I think it. they've come out with more since then. Oh, really? Yeah. Was, that I still live with my planning, parents when that first one came out. Either that or they're planning uh, to finish it. That'd be good. But I, I saw it in the news recently. Okay. Um, or have them read uh, uh, Long Halloween. If, oh, if, if you're not into Marvel. Uh, if you're yeah, trying if, to get some of the comic books, have them read Long Halloween. You, they would rather read DC Long Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Okay, good. <laughs> um, moving on to number three. The, the, the Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you t- I only read your four and three. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, I started with Silver Surfer, so why don't you start with the Doctor? Man? Uh, well, I started watching Doctor Who. Uh, I think the second season of it had already started of the new series. Yeah, I was uh, it was on uh, three when I started. But people kept telling me this is this is a show for you. You need to watch a show. You need to watch a show. And I wa- I started from the first episode with Chris Ecclestein or however the fuck Ecclestein. Ecclestein. However the fuck you say. What his you're name. saying is you started from the bottom, and now you're here. I, you started from the bottom, and now your whole click's here? What? It's a Drake song. You don't get it? No, That's I don't. Fine. I, I listen to good music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I don't listen to that bad of music. I listen to, like, punk and stuff, which is bad to everyone else, but I still tap my toes. <laughs> but uh, I, I watched the first 
episode, and I was like, man, this is a shitty sci-fi. Like, it, it, that this first is a shitty sci-fi. Weird as fuck. And I was it's like, with the mannequins, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I've got to keep watching it. Like, if all of the episodes are this weird, it's worth it. The fir- in the first episode, a trash can eats a man. Yes. And then clones him in yes. plastic. First you want to see? That's, no, that's the first episode. Oh, yeah, the living plastic. Yeah. yeah. You're, right. You're right. If you're going to start there, I want to see what else you get. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking weird. And as it went on, like, I fell in love with the character of the Doctor through Chris Eccleston. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could tell that he was starting to have feelings for this human girl that he just kind of picked up. Rose, yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Well, their first meeting, I mean, they're on a rooftop, and he's like, hey, they're being chased, and he takes time to introduce himself. He's like, oh, hi, I'm the Doctor. Now run! Yeah. <laughs> like, he's kind of polite, but he's like, he's just moving on with his life. No second thought whatsoever until right. uh, they cross paths again. Right. And at that point, he was like, there's something about you that tells me you want to see the world. Right. Beyond the world. Yeah. Uh, they actually did an extended book uh, on that first meeting. It's Really? Because uh, he gets in the TARDIS and leaves and then comes back for her. Yeah. Uh, well, he, it's the TARDIS, so there's an entire story on that two seconds he's gone. He goes and, like, saves a planet. It's a book. It's an audio book I listened to. It's actually pretty good. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I forgot to tell you about that. It's but uh, then the the transformation of the Doctor when he when he regenerates uh, at at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, I had never seen anything like that. And plus, they I mean, they started on a weird note. They made sure to end that season on a weird note as well. Yeah, because it's a space game show. Yeah, it's, it's a space it's link. weakest link. It is literally the weakest same link. host. Yeah, same rules except for if you lose, you die. Yep. Which we don't know. That's not how they're doing it. <laughs> Fair point. I've never been on the show. I can neither confirm nor deny. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a weird-ass season. It really is. It is, Looking but, back on like, it. I, I love that season. I oh, yeah. loved that character. And, and, and then... Uh, the episode with the Dalek. The first time you see a Dalek. Oh, yeah. And it gets emotions and shit. And it's, like, that's the first time you see the Doctor, like, like no, this thing needs to die. There are no questions. Pissed. Yeah. Which we've seen. The Doctor will go to gen- genocide if he has to. Uh, but then he regenerates into uh, the David Tennant Doctor. Right. In his pajamas. In his pajamas. Yeah. Um, and the way, like, at first, I did not like that doctor. I'll, I'll admit, I did not like oh, that really? doctor. I, I kind of, I liked him from the get-go. He seemed way too cocky for me. I liked him better at the beginning than I did by the end of his run. Uh, see, I, I'm the other way around. Oh, really? uh, like, uh, it took me about six episodes before I was finally like, all right, this this is a doctor. I yeah, got it. There are some clunkers in his episodes. So, some that will make you really wonder why you're still watching the show. Yeah. Uh, more so in his run than any other, I think. Right, but I think that of the doctors of the new doctors um he had the most one screen time so there you're going to have more clunkers right. just based on ratio of episodes right um but he like the way that he would do everything the emotion in him like you bought him as this is the hero this is the hero doctor. Yeah, he's a scrawny, tall man, but, I mean, there's so much charisma there and stuff that you believe that he could master the fucking universe. You yeah. Know? And he does. Yeah. Uh, like, he never... You know, I said master the universe. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, my favorite episode of Tenants is uh, The Family Blood, the two-parter, where you'll see exactly... Yeah. Like, he decides to punish the family for real. Yeah. And it goes through and explains, like, what he does to them, and it's all pretty heinous stuff to where they're, like, stuck in, like, uh, just an area of nothingness for the rest of eternity. They can't breathe, but they don't die. There's no food, there's no light, there's no darkness, there's nothing. It's a void. And uh, they're for all eternity, and the Doctor doesn't give it a second thought. Right. Because that's what he had to do. And the end of that one was huge because they reset the universe. I don't remember that. 
At, at, as soon as he regenerated, they reset the universe. Oh, okay. Um, and he regenerated into Matt Smith, mm-hmm. uh, who some good things about Matt Smith. Get that shit-eating grin off your face. I'm trying to think. Uh, he has some fantastic episodes. He, I'm not saying that he Plus, that's where we get our uh, our real... Uh, like we we have an introduction to River Song with David Tennant. That's what makes yes. her character so cool. She that's that's actually what I was going to say with David River Song. And then you get way more of her in Matt Smith's episodes. And I, I love River Song's character. I think they did a fantastic job. And I love I love uh, Matt Smith's companions. I I found that the season where with the spacesuit coming out of the ocean that was probably my favorite season with the silence. With the silence. Yeah, that was probably my favorite season of his. That's where you find out her origin, isn't it? Towards yes. the end of the season. Yeah, that's probably um, his strongest season. I think. But that's the like only those stories that fo- that follow that particular story are the ones that I really like. Of you really like okay, like uh, the Centurion with Rory, where he like stayed in one spot. That's the, that's the season that I disliked so much that I skipped. Really, I, I watched really the very last of episode of that season. Wow. Okay. I dislike that season so much. It was just, it, what set you off from it exactly from that season alone? Because it couldn't have been just Matt Smith's acting because you'd watch him in other seasons. There had to be something else there. They, it wasn't. That's when Moffat took over. Well, it, uh, which is still in charge. But. It's the portrayal of the Doctor. I, I have this whole paragraph and a half of why I because a lot of people are like, why do you like Chris Eccleston more than you like uh, Matt Smith? Right and. It's the heart. Just throwing it out there. As much as Chris Eccleston does not like the Daleks or does not like the uh, Cybermen, mm-hmm. if there was... He doesn't go out of his way to go destroy shit. He right. wants everything to live. He mm-hmm. wants no more war. Whereas you flip it to Matt Smith and there's an entire uh, opening sequence where... I've got a message from the doctor. Oh, I love question. that fucking episode. And he destroys an entire fleet of Cybermen just to ask a question. Yeah. No, to prove a point. He does to prove a point. But it's... He's big words, he's big actions. I think There's that's a heartlessness like him. to him, though. Yeah. Oh, no, there is. That's part of his character, though. And see, that's what I don't like. Okay. He, he's he's this, this flippant, ca- cartoonish character that has no heart. He's a character again. In, in the end... He doesn't feel like the Doctor because, to me, the Doctor is a person that is kind of the opposite of him. He seems more serious until you get to know him, and that's when he's goofy. But in the end, he wants everything to live. If he doesn't have to kill something, he won't. Yeah, he's still... I mean, the Cybermen aren't really people anymore. Killing them doesn't mean anything, man. Uh, yes and no. Not just yet. No, because they they... Kind of did away with that thought process a little bit. Oh, someone torture tenants episodes too. I think. Well, yeah, in um, tenants episode and you know, in but once they're once they're no, because yeah, he takes out one with the power of love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, in the same series where uh, you find out what happened that little bit that the Eccleston left in the TARDIS, they did a they did one for each Doctor, and the Matt Smith one uh, is him coming into a threat so dangerous that. Uh, he takes it to the. Uh, he pretty much drops him off at the Big Bang, and he's the last one of his uh, kind. So he knows that he's committing genocide. Right. And he explains why he does it. He explains why he will not feel bad tomorrow. He is a ruthless doctor, but I think that's what separates him. And you know, I don't think it's in a bad way. I kind of like it. I really do. Uh, Matt Smith is my favorite doctor. Um, 
Well, so I, I guess for the character, re- the character traits that you don't really like him for is what makes me like him, kind of. I don't and know. I, I get that. I, yeah. I do. Different people are going to like different characters for different reasons. Well, He's my least favorite doctor, right. and I've got a couple of different reasons that we won't get into. So you're saying he's your number two? No. That's a joke. Uh, Chris Eccleston is actually my number two. Over Tennant, really? Uh, Tennant's my number Tenet's, three. Tennant's my favorite. Uh, my wife's favorite. Tennant's my number three. Okay. Tennant's probably my number two. I, Capal- I, I haven't seen Capaldi yet. The so. newest one is Capaldi, and he's my number one. Mm. He has a good mix of old Doctor, because I went back and I started watching old episodes of Doctor Who. Um, and, I, I and, tried. I, I didn't make it through the first Doctor. Some of those are pretty well, rough. <laughs> the the ones that I've been watching the most of are uh, the fourth Doctor. Tom Baker? Tom Baker. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good starting point. Yeah. It might be the only ones worth going back and rewatching. I kind of, from what I remember from the seventh Doctor, bits and parts I've seen, he's not bad. See, I don't know. He's the blonde one, right? No, he's the balding one, the umbrella. That's right. Uh, um, But yeah, I, I've watched some Tom Baker, and he feels a, a mix of Tom Baker, Chris Eccleston, and uh, Tenet. Like a good, you can tell that he's a fan going into it. Right. And so he's going to do justice to the Doctor. And you can tell it by watching the episodes. I, I, I heard he re-upped his contract, too, finally. So that's Did it. he? Good. That's what I heard. Uh, my buddy Joel told me. Because he had been paying attention to it. Because he, he likes Cavalli quite a bit. But, yeah. And, and that that's both of our number three is the Doctor. I, I don't really want to tell you this, but you know how Kelly jumped on the podcast last time? Yeah. Well, he came over originally to talk about Doctor Who because he started watching it for the first time. Yeah. The last time I talked to him, he just got to Matt Smith. He's like three episodes in. Doesn't like him. <laughs> he loved Tenet. Tell him to wait three more. <laughs> yeah. Maybe then he doesn't like him either. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. You don't like his send-off? You don't like his send-off? The, you know, the big the big thing where he's all old and the, uh, the bell tower, the come and get it, and he's just, I don't know. No, I even love the send-off, honestly. Not really. Really? The Christ- that Christmas special was that awesome. Christmas spe- Well, that Christmas special is all about him going, you know, I can end this with a word, but I'd rather draw out this war. Well, no, that's not his reasoning behind it at all. It's not his reasoning, but that's what You're it comes down to. You're putting words in the doctor's mouth. Hmm? You're putting words in the doctor's mouth. You see a wooden Cyberman. That's cool. Okay. It makes no it. sense. But. <laughs> Plus, you find out the silence were good guys. Yeah, the silence were good guys all along. You, yeah, you get to see him fighting with the silence. That, that was pretty cool. That, that was cool part. But the entire thing is the Time Lord's trying to come across. Mm-hmm. They need the doctor's name person that the people he's been trying to find this entire time he has a way of going i can bring them across with all of those people we can destroy all of those instead no, i feel like I'm there ended up being a catch that he already knew about i haven't seen it they while, if so I'm... they never went into it no i'm pretty sure they did in, in the end he was like you know i'm just going to stay here and protect these people i.e bring more to these people because as long as he's there they're going to attack that that's what they established is as long as he's there they're going to attack not successfully you don't see a single death Except for Matt Smith. No, sure. you see explosions and people flying. Nah, they're fine. Uh, <laughs> um, so, do you want to talk about the 50th a little bit? Where they combine? Or do you want to say that stuff for like a Doctor Who episode? I think we should say that for uh, an episode. This is the most peaceful we've ever been while talking about Doctor Who. So It's I, because I've you're been... You're grinding your teeth and you've been grinning a lot. It's creeping me out a little bit. I, I've been trying to come up with different ways to discuss... Well, no, you're actually discussing. You're not just yelling it. <laughs> That's the difference. That's why this is working. Uh, what are we on? Number two? Uh, yeah, number two. So, you to take it? Yep. Big Daddy Darth Vader. I had to have a Star Wars <laughs> character on there. Is that your number two? No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, holy shit, I quit. Um, I, 
when I first, uh, I think I talked about how I first saw Star Wars in the last episode. Yeah. At my grandpa's house on Christmas. Um, and one of the first characters I saw that really grabbed my attention, because there's lasers going off and stuff, but it's not, I mean, I don't know if it's the first time I'd seen that stuff, really. Right. But somebody that looked like Darth Vader, with that voice, with just the uh, uh, intimidation factor that he has. And then you see him just take out Obi-Wan, which I hadn't seen the beginning of the movie, but I figured he was important because he had a sword made out of light. <laughs> and he takes him out with one swipe, the guy doesn't even try to fight him. You know, which I, I didn't know the whole storyline at the right. time, obviously. But uh, I was like, that dude's a badass. Uh, I made sure the like I, I wanted Star Wars toys immediately once I saw the right. whole movie. And it's when they made those Micro Machine play sets. Oh, nice. There was like, like a Stormtrooper's head? head or, you know, that kind of stuff that would fold open. And the like a Polly like, Pocket. No, way better. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> it's I was a just poly- like Mad Max. It's a Polly Pocket for, for uh, guys. What was it? No, Mighty Mike, Mike or something like that. Was Mighty Max? Mighty Max. Yeah. We talked about it on our first top five. Oh, did we really? Polly Pocket. Uh, what was our first top five? Of? Mighty Max. Uh, it was obscure cartoons. Obscure cartoons. That's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I had this Star Wars Polly Pocket, but it was um, it was uh, the like the headquarters of the Death Star where you'd have like Darth Vader in that little like twisty chamber, you know, like nice. his little HQ and stuff. And eventually they came out with the bigger ones that were, like, two scale. You could get the little figures that would actually... They had a few joints and stuff. Right. So I had the big-ass Death Star. And, like, I would have these giant wars and stuff. And in my sick mind, Darth Vader won every time. Because he was right because he looked cool. <laughs> but it had a dock for his personal TIE fighter and stuff in it. And the way his was different. Uh, very slight, you know, variation on a normal TIE fighter. This curled the wings right. a little bit, but it made his different. It made him stand out. You could tell he was important. You could tell he was insanely powerful. By the time you get to Return of the Jedi, you see him kind of, like, he, he pulls it off at the end. Yeah. He wasn't all bad. He did some terrible shit, but he's still there for his son. Uh, there's still some uh, Jedi left in him, man. And uh, did I mention he's a badass? Yes. Okay, yeah. Big Daddy Darth is my number two. Easy. I wanted to make a number one, but honestly, I made more of a joke out of my number one. <laughs> so this is the last time you'll have passion in my voice this episode. My number two is Han Solo, which is why I was laughing. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Han Solo from the same uh, sa- same universe, obviously. I'm not going to say mine's better or worse. They're both awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can't pick... From the main cast of the original trilogy, you, you can say Princess Leia. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, fine, yeah. great. Space pirate turned with a heart of gold. You can say Jabba the Hutt. I'm like, okay, that's weird, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Han Solo, the space pirate with a heart of gold. He shot first. Hell yeah, badass. Uh, yeah, yeah, just the space cowboy. You it, can't go wrong with in that. the in Jedi when uh, he's talking about you. You love Luke. Mm-hmm. You know he's willing to go. You know I'll I'll back out. I want your happiness. Yeah, and she's like, he's my brother, and he's like, oh that's creepy, but sweet, <laughs> I'm getting the puss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that line. It's very controversial. At the time. And then he, uh, you know, raped. It, it's all in that weird that's smile. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know he's a good actor. Yeah, he can say so much with one rape. Creepy look on his face. <laughs> Harrison Ford, the only person that I've known that has stumbled through 70 years of acting. Very successful. <laughs> yeah. Because Vin Diesel's trying. <laughs> but he has a little bit of growl to his voice. He yeah. growls. But, yeah, just love the character of Han oh, Solo. Yeah. And originally, he was supposed to carry a lightsaber, too, in the original drawings of his character. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Like... He was supposed to have a lightsaber, and I believe in one of the original comics, he actually fights Vader and gets away. Yeah, and one of the... Uh, uh, him and Boba Fett both did that. The Star Wars comics, they gave him like kind of loose descriptions on everything, and then told him to go for it before the movie was out. So right. everything's really, I'm going to say, wackety-dackety in the first couple Star Wars runs. Like, Darth Vader's green, I'm pretty sure. 
Luke has like Luke Skywalker has like bleach ass blonde hair and yeah. stuff. He looks like he's in a boy band. I mean, Backstreet's back, all right. You know. <laughs> I was actually about to start saying bye bye bye. <laughs> oh. Well, we sang Backstreet back in the car earlier. Yeah, so. you didn't have to tell people that. It was <laughs> storming outside. It's fine. Uh, on to some. Okay, was my son in the car when that happened? Yeah. Uh, on to some special mission mentions. Oh, we're doing that before we go to one? Uh, always. Oh, okay. Have, have you been on this show, Danny? I don't remember, man. <laughs> I only have one honorable mention. I've got like nine, so I'll, I'll start you this start. off. Yeah, you do four, and I'll do one, <laughs> and you do five more. All right, so my, my first honorable mention, John Luke Picard. Okay. Uh, he, he was in Star Trek, The Next Generation. Mm. Um, I remember watching it a little bit as a kid, just because... Pretty Collars, something on screen. Yeah, our buddy Joel was huge into it. I watched a few episodes with him. It's not a bad show by any means. Just didn't really tickle my fancy. Yeah, I, I think that I could, it's a show that I could easily get into as an adult. I just don't want to. There's so much there. Yeah, and you're not going to stop there. You want to go into Voyager and Deep Space Nine, probably. No, I've I've, I've seen a couple of those, and eh. yeah. Well, once you get so much of that lore, sometimes you want more. Sometimes you just want to take. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I like don't get me wrong. I like Star Trek on a very basic level, but it's not one of those shows that I want to dive into. And you don't want to shut up Wesley Tattoo. Yeah, I got you. Um, but you know, a lot of the actors that I still love started in that show. Sure. And Whoopi Goldberg was there. <laughs> she was. <wasn't> she? <laughs> she was the bartender. Yeah. She. Lo- Do you know how she got on that show? No, Robert. Why would I know that? Why do you know that? Uh, I doubt if Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> remembers that. She loved the original series so much that she's she told them I would take any part you want to give me, and so they made a part. They made a bar on the Voyager for her to be a bartender on. Just cause, yeah, just cause. All right. I remember Lavar Burton. Uh, I I recognized him because of Reading Rainbow. And I was like, why does he have that goofy shit on his eyes? Fly twice as high. I think he's. I think take he's blind. A look. I don't know. It's yeah, in a book. Reading, reading Rainbow. Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I only remember Reading Rainbow because of that song. <laughs> the fact that I remember the host and the guy's name is yeah. impressive, I think. Uh, his daughter now does video game uh, stuff on YouTube and all that with Rooster Teeth. Really? Yeah, she works for Rooster Teeth. Is she hot? Yeah. Cool. I was going to say good for him, but him having a hot daughter does nothing for him. M- means that he banged a hot woman. Not necessarily. To produce a hot daughter? I don't know. No, because he's a hot guy, right? I'm pretty sure. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say he's my cup of tea, but... Uh, my next one is Luke Skywalker. He's no Steven Seagal. <laughs> Luke Skywalker, yeah. Well, I just don't want to put too much Star Trek and Star Wars on one list. Right. Because, like I said, from the main cast of the original Star Wars trilogies, you could put... Yeah. Anyway. You could put, you could have said R2-D2 uh, and I would have been like, yeah, fine. Great. Don't get me wrong. I love the character of Luke Skywalker. Um, the reason that it didn't make my top five is because he... Like, as awesome as a character as he is, he just, he, like, he would have been number six. Yeah, he's kind of bland. Yeah. Yeah, compared to, yeah, Darth or uh, Solo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. I mean, he's a better pick than C-3PO. I'll give you that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Martian Manhunter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from the DC Universe. Uh, probably the most powerful of the heroes in the DC Universe. He's, these... he's, he's almost as strong as Superman. Uh, he's actually he's stronger. Like right under, I'm pretty sure. Is he? Yeah, well, if so, then they just change that. You just light him on fire. Uh, that just because that's his weak in space, there is no fire. There's for Superman heat rays, man. Uh, heat rays does not equal fire. Well, it doesn't hit something. No, it could. He catches clothes on fire. I'm just in, saying. In Batman s- took him out of the book of matches. He ain't that tough. In space, there's no oxygen for fire to be. He is almost 
invincible right. in space. Movies. There are explosions all the damn time in space. <laughs> I've been in space in video games. Uh, and I blew shit up there. My, my last one before your honorable mention. Uh, Ruby Rod. Oh, shit! From oh, Fifth Element. I, think, I would have put uh, Corbin Dallas on my list. Ah <laughs> oh, man, Space Die Hard. Yeah. The second best Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. I would say Die Hard 1. Fifth, Fifth Element. Element, yeah. And then probably Die Hard with a Vengeance. Those are my three <laughs> favorite Die Hard films. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that movie's just a shit ton of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Fifth Just fun to sit and watch. Like, if, if I'm in a mood not to give a shit about anything, just want to laugh and enjoy action... Throw on that fucking movie. I did not realize the main villain was Gary Oldman until last year, because he's, he's, he's not Gary Oldman in the movie. The, the best part about him being the villain is the good guy, Bruce Willis's character. Corbin Dallas. Corbin Dallas. Cor- Corbin, my man. Corbin, Corbin. Corbin, yeah. Corbin, my man. <laughs> Corbin Dallas and the bad guy never meet face-to-face in the entire movie. Not You're right. once. Holy shit, yeah. That is how you write a good bad guy. Yeah. With a weird southern space accent. Yeah, I don't know why he was a southern <laughs> priest. Uh, <laughs> with a pet in a drawer, and he chokes on a cherry. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but he was still menacing. Yeah, like yeah. you. Well, can... Here's this creepy. Yeah, um, and uh, Lilu. Lilu. You get to see her boobies in the movie. Yep, and they were nice. Yes, they were. Yeah. All right. So your uh, special mention before I finish off the special. Speaking of like, if you're thinking of people in space, think of the nicest pair of legs you can, uh, and then go up a little bit more. You're gonna see that tight little mini skirt. Hookers from Mars? No, Zap Brannigan from Futurama. So Hookers from Mars. Pretty much. <laughs> the biggest fuck up to ever leave Earth's atmosphere. Have you? Okay, there's something glorious going on on the internet right now. Okay. People are taking Donald Trump quotes. And oh, have, I have seen a couple of those. Putting Zap Brannigan's face on him. Well, not just putting Zap Brannigan's face on him. The guy that voices him has read no shit. a couple of them and put them on the audio bits online for people I know to what hear. I'm jerking off to tonight. Oh my god. It's gotta be funny. It's sad that it works better in Zap Brannigan. I didn't want to like, be too real, but yeah. Like you, uh, you understand Zap Brannigan a lot more than you understand the shit that's actually going on in our country right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drama makes more sense than the political election that's going on in the U.S. this year. Yeah. It's all, I'm going to say, wackity-dackity once Wackity-dackity-do. Sure. Uh, but uh, just uh, in, a, in an insanely fun series, uh, he's a character that you kind of grin every time you see him because you know he's going to do something insanely stupid and it's going to make you chuckle. Yeah. Like uh, the, the episode where they go to the Amazonian planet. Right. A death by Snoo Snoo. Uh, what, what Snoo Snoo? Oh. <laughs> we mate you to death. <laughs> what is it? He's like, the, the mind is willing, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, you could pick damn near anybody. He just popped in my head. Because he has like the commander status and stuff through most of it. But I mean, he's I, also I, wearing a girder and a mini skirt. If skirt. I was to pick somebody from Futurama, I honestly would have picked Kiff. 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 Yeah. Kiff, Kiff. Zap Brannigan's uh, sidekick. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, the, because yeah. because like he's so down and beaten. But there's an episode where they're going to war against the the Balinians or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Fry keeps messing up, and so he uh, Zap's like, uh, Kiff, what's uh what's the most embarrassing job that you can think of? And he's like, being your sidekick. Wrong. <laughs> being yours. <laughs> Technically true. And so he's like, uh, from now on, you'll be Kiff's go-to man. And like, Kiff is still getting treated like shit and like Fry messes up one thing for Kiff and he just goes off on him like all of the built up shit that he's had <laughs> yeah that, yeah that series is great Ugh, I love it uh, you can keep going man 
Uh, okay, now this one is actually from a podcast that I've recently been listening to. I highly recommend it. It's yeah, you showed me a little bit of it. The today. Thrilling Adventure Hour. It's uh, actors and comedians of today reading old timey radio shows that are written in today. So but, not, this, yeah, they're not reading old ones. They're yeah, making that, them up as they go. But uh, you showed me the first episode. And I thought it was hysterical. It was very yeah, good. very good. Uh, it's Sparks, Nevada, Marshall on Mars. Um, it's a fun title, if nothing else. From, from the Thrilling uh, Adventure Hour. Uh, a whole bunch of just hilarious shit. Like, in the theme song, his main, uh, ma- main, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Catch motto? Phrase? Catchphrase. Yeah. Is, I'm from Earth. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't they throw that into the theme song or something like they, that? They throw it's it like, in there I'm, twice. And I'm from Earth. I'm from Earth. whoop de doo Yeah. <laughs> uh... But the theme song is very catchy, and he's like, uh, "I swear by the spurs of my, or by the burrs of my astro spurs, yeah. to right the outlaw wrongs on Mars." What the fuck's an astro spur? <laughs> what do you need a spur in space? You're not gonna be riding a fucking horse. He talks about meteorite flies in jars. Oh, okay. <laughs> which are like fireflies. <laughs> of course. Like it's all of this just. Does it sound slightly spacey to 1950s crowd? Let's throw it in there. He, <laughs> he has robot fists. Oh, good. <laughs> I didn't know that. And he rides a rocket instead of a horse. Oh, you get, yeah, because spurring a rocket would do <laughs> yeah. something. I guess. Hey, with Astro Spurs. <laughs> that's true. That's my bad. Uh, but they still have burrs on them. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. What's, what's your next one? Uh, Agent J from Men in Black. But they, they don't go to space. Space related. I guess. I'll give it He's to still you. fighting aliens. Is he Will Smith or the other guy? That's Will Smith. Good. Tommy Lee Jones is the other guy. I, I mean, either way, badass. That's true. Yeah, win win. <laughs> Actually, I might have went Tommy Lee Jones. The old grizzled veteran, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give that to you. Yeah, I. Uh, That's why he's an honorable mention. I'm going to argue more if it was actually in your top five. But um, yeah, just the first two movies are pretty good. Yep. Third one, I think I watched. I, I've, I've seen all of them, actually. And the cartoon. Yeah, I watched the cartoon. I don't remember the third one. Time travel? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. There's a pug that talks, so that's probably why you liked him. Yeah. Frank. Frank. Mm-hmm. I can be Agent F. <laughs> uh, my next two are actually from the same series. Oh, these are your last two. No, I've Holy got one shit. more after these two. All right, last three. All right. So I've got Zaphod Beetlebrox, or Beeblebrox, sorry, and Ford Prefect from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, Zaphod Beeblebrox was the... You just like saying the name, don't you? It is a very fun name to say. I mean, say it just once. What was it? Zaphod Beeblebrox. Zaphod Beeblebrox? It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> when you hear your, your, like, your brain tells you that it's going to be hard to say, but then first try. Yeah. Um, but he's the president of, uh, of the galaxy or whatever. Sure. And he has two heads. And so one head's like crazy and he's like, you know what? I kidnapped myself. <laughs> and he kidnaps himself. And jumps on this uh, spaceship that is in the entire series mm-hmm. uh, that uses an improbability engine to you hit it and it just takes you to the most improbable place in the in the galaxy. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever is the rarest of the rare thing to happen, yeah, well, there you go. Hmm. Anything is possible, mostly improbable. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, and Ford Prefect is the best friend. Of both Zaphod Beeblebrox and the main character from the series. Okay, I never, like I said, I never got to read the series. He, um, he's the one that uh, 
introduces the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He explains what it is, what it is. He actually is one of the people that travels from place to place to help write the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, okay. And so he's the one that kind of kicks off everything. And just a very fun character. Okay. I saw the movie once. It's okay. Yeah? They're Italian. Which one? Because there, there was a really old British one. No. And then there was a new one that had uh, Martin, 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 Martin. Uh, the, the, Martin. <laughs> not that. Oh. <laughs> uh, the guy from The Hobbit. Martin Freeman? I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, I haven't seen The Hobbit, man. Uh, the guy from Sherlock. I haven't seen Sherlock, man. What the fuck? Benedict Cumberbatch? No, the other one. There's another one? Yeah. I don't know, man. It doesn't matter. The newer <laughs> one. How's that? Okay. That's the one I saw. Um, and my last one is Cthulhu. I bet he lives in the ocean. Uh, actually, he's from Beyond the Stars. Oh, great. Uh, like, that's actually something that's very specific to him, is he's not from Earth, he just sleeps in our ocean until the stars align and then he wakes up. Yeah, but he's but, just a monster. But he, he, he's a great old one from Beyond the Stars, that when he wakes up, rape and destruction and all of this crazy shit. Rape? Yeah, that's like one of the main things, is rape. He does it? No. Oh. He he causes such madness in men when he wakes up that men destroy themselves because they can't handle They rape themselves? They rape each other, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking like I'm sitting in a room by myself and all of a sudden I'm raping me? No, you'll kill, you'll go out and loot, murder, and rape, I'd like yeah. I think I'd at least like buy myself dinner before I rape me. You know? Really? Yeah. I, know, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to come out of your mouth. A rape? Yeah. <laughs> Cthulhu, I've never really gotten into the uh, Cthulhu. Thing. Looting, murder, just craziness right. in men. Rape, rape is probably the worst of those. I'd rather ra- the world go wackety dackety do. That's what he does. Yeah. Okay, good. good. Yeah, I put it in layman's terms for him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he totally makes the world go wackety dackety do. Thank you. I understand that. All right. <laughs> so just going rape. <laughs> you know. Uh, all right. On to our number ones. All right. You want me to take it? Take it. Me. What? Me. I'm number one. In uh, 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 Mass Effect. My version of Commander oh. Shepard. Commander Shepard in general, it's hard to make that character uninteresting. Yeah. No matter how many times you play through, no matter how you play through, uh, Renegade or um, uh, the lame one. The good guys. Oh, Paragon? Paragon, thank you. Um, it's just hard. Like Even the voice acting in those were very well done. And uh, like I said, this one's more of a jokey answer. But uh, I make a pretty badass Space Marine. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I completely forgot about him, but I love that game. Mine was a her, Robert. Don't be sexist. Well, I played as both man and woman. I went for the hot redhead. Uh, when I, when if, I, if you're playing a third-person shooter, pick the one with the nicest ass, because you're going to be staring at it a bunch. Well, So whatever you're into, pick that. The first time I played that game, I, I designed the character to look like myself. Right. To the point of the person who I was living with came in, uh, his, his father came down in the basement and was like, why are you on the screen? That's how much I made him look like me. And then he called you a witch and tried tying you to a stick and lighting you on fire? <laughs> Not quite. No. Uh, and, and in that one, I made the decisions as I normally would. Right. Uh, the second time I played, and every time I played after that, I was a hot redhead who was uh, renegade. See, I mainly she, played uh, Paragon, but if the situation really made sense, like they're sitting there talking and about to shoot you anyways, and there's a tank you can shoot early to blow them all up so you don't have to fight, yeah, do that. I was practical. What, what I, what I, The way that I played my girl was... Uh, basically, to all men, she was a dickhead, and to women, it was on a case by case basis. Like, it sounds like you jerked off to your playthrough. No, liar. Um, but at, in the first game, I always ended up with Liara, never with Ashley. 
Uh, I, I, I never I, with Caden. I, I wound up with Caden my first playthrough. <laughs> I was like, well, it seems legit, and then he's kind of a puss. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, I never liked that yeah. character. I always killed him off. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. Mistake. Well, it turns out Ashley's a space racist. Uh, yes. So, maybe I did make the right choice. She, she's a space racist, but she comes around in the end. Does she? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. If you, if, if I, I can fuck the racism out of her. <laughs> um, My number one. Malcolm Reynolds from uh, Firefly and Serenity. More yeah, Firefly than Serenity. Yeah, man. Uh, no, Serenity's the movie, right? Yes, yeah, Serenity's the movie that we won't talk about. Um, Is it no good? I thought people liked it. I did not like it, right. personally. As much as I love Firefly... Hey, you're not going to hurt my feelings, I... Mu- no. I love Firefly. I watch it every year. I watch the first, I'm currently the going, first episode. I'm currently going through and re-watching it right now. I started two days ago. I'm two episodes from the end of the series. Is that the only show that... It- the show that you watch once a year, start to finish, because I have one show that I, I watch every year, uh, start to finish. Mine's quite a bit longer, though. For the most part, yeah. Uh, mine's Scrubs. I watch Scrubs once a year. Oh. All uh, all eight seasons. Fuck the ninth season. Yeah. Sometimes I'll skip seven if I don't feel like it. But that that's a show that it got fucked because of who they put them on against time-wise. Because when it was on air, it was up against Friends' final season. Oh, yeah, you can't win. Yeah, there was no way they were going to win. And I mean, I would have picked Firefly over Friends probably, because uh, uh, I never liked Friends, but cu- I was, you know, wrong, right. wrong demographic. A couple years later, when people actually started watching it, they were like, this is an amazing show, but it didn't get the revenue it wanted, and that it it's a show that ended way too soon. The best way that I can describe the show of Firefly is watching it will be the best 12 hours of your life, followed by a lifetime of, uh, what is what it, when you're addicted? Be withdrawal? Withdrawal. Okay. No. Right. Yeah. It makes me not want to watch it. Actually. Oh no! It's it's worth the watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what ifs. And could have been, and know. the character of of Malcolm Reynolds, you know, they're they're the, they're cowboys in space, and he he's the guy that is in charge of his crew, and as hard as he is, he's got the heart of gold. He wants to help. Looks his like a crew. real scoundrel, isn't it? He is. Like they say in the beginning, we're the bad guys, and in the very first episode near the end he's just had enough of everybody's shit and he's walking on and there's a cop with a gun against uh one of the people that's on his ships uh on his ship mm-hmm. he, cop has a gun to his head and he just walks on doesn't say anything puts a bullet between his eyes puts his gun back it's like come on we gotta go wow like no bullshit i'm tired of this we're done it's, let's go it's not just white people cowboy bebop no are you sure yeah Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop is a lot more city yeah. space. This is Western. I haven't watched Cowboy Bebop in a long time. Western it's space. Really like it. Actually, I probably should have thrown Spike on my honorable mentions. A, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of that now, too. Uh, but yeah, Malcolm Reynolds is an amazing character. Um, I highly recommend anybody who hasn't seen Firefly, even though it's only one season, you're not going to get any more, watch it. It is worth it. That is... That is how sci-fi should be. It's it's original. You think skip the movie or yeah, don't need to watch the movie. Really? Yeah. Does it add anything? Is it just completely pointless, or does it actually damage it, it somehow? To me, it damages it because Firefly has a very specific feel to it. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, going back to we lower budget. It's a western movie. in space, right? Um, they had already been canceled by the time that the movie came out, and it's right. the whole reason that they did the movie is to kind of give people a sense of ending. Yeah, cl- uh, closure. Yeah. Closure. Um, but the way they did it made it to where it didn't feel like Firefly. 
Because oh, yeah. in, instead of being on the fringe planets where it felt Western, they were in central planets, which are very city. And that is where you get more of the Cowboy Bebop feel. Okay. Um, and, like, the character developed... Like, they changed how the Doctor got his sister out of central hands. Because um, they mention it several times throughout the series, and then they, they do this like whole... Changing the little bit of lore there is seems yeah. kind of odd. They, they changed a little bit of lore. Um, they, I don't know, it It did not feel like Firefly. It felt like it was trying to be something different, but with the skin of Firefly. Okay. Because the characters were there, and some of the character jokes were there, but they never quite got to feeling like Firefly. And I was talking to, well, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said that what Firefly, or what's Serenity was was them taking the key points from what was supposed to be in season two and putting it in that movie. And if that's the case, I can see how it could work if you give it an entire season to yeah. to build up to that. But it seems like now the only proper thing to do would give it like a maybe another run on Netflix. Something that's what like I that. think too. And that didn't really work for Arrested Development, from what I've heard. I never watched. It. A lot of people actually liked it. Really? Okay. Yeah. But um. Nathan Fillion, who played Malcolm Reynolds, tried for years to get it from them to ju- do it himself, and they refuse. Mm-hmm. The, the people who won't refuse. Uh, yeah. So that is our top five. It is, was, has been, will always be. Yeah. Uh, on to the nerdly debate. Sure. All right. Uh, well, before we start our nerdly debate. Oh. Last episode, uh, while reading a George Lucas quote, you mm-hmm. guys told me to do it in a very specific manner. <laughs> okay. And then afterward told me that I should start reading more stuff in that manner. Oh, shit, I forgot about that, because we were drunk towards the end, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that you guys said that I should do, and I said I would do it on this episode, <laughs> is read the opening monologue of Rorschach's journal from The Watchmen... As Kermit the Frog. I don't remember that at all. <gasps> Not that exact request. <laughs> I feel like Kelly should be here to verify. So, without <laughs> further ado, <laughs> all right. I have not practiced this. This will probably sound really shitty. Liar. Rorschach's journal. I t- <laughs> you can't make me laugh! You can't make me laugh! Rorschach's Journal, October 12th, 1985. Dog Carcass and Alley this morning, tire tread on burst stomach. The city is afraid of me. I have seen its true face. The streets are... God damn it, Danny. The streets are extended gutters and the gutters are full of blood. And when the... And when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex murder... Sex and murder will foam up about their... It's really hard to do this with you laughing. He said sex and murder! Their waste. And the whores and politicians will look up and shout, save us. And I will look down and whisper, no. (laughs) They had a choice. Oh, God, you're still going after you're going to stop there. They could have followed in... (laughs) They could have followed in the fucking... (laughs) I can't... It's really hard for me to do this. My jaw hurts, though. They could have followed in the footsteps of, of good men like my father, or President Truman. <laughs> <laughs> Decent men who believed in a, in a day's work of, for a day's pay. 
Instead, they followed the droppings of ledger. The dropping? Yeah. The droppings of ledgers and communists and didn't realize the trail that led over the precipice until it was too late. Don't tell me they didn't have a choice. Now the whole world stands on the brink, staring down into a bloody hell, and those liberals and intellectuals and smooth talkers, and all of a sudden, nobody can think of anything to say. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> These are the hand motions. Don't keep going. You no, no, that's it. Time. That's it. That's it. Okay, good. I, I can't do anymore. Holy shit. I kept coming out of the voice because I kept laughing. That's hard to do. Oh, a little teary eyed right now. If you'd like to hear something else read in Kermit's voice. <laughs> Please let us know. Please, yeah. Then now pod at yahoo.com. Or uh, then now productions.com. Then and now productions.com. Then and now productions.com. Hit our contact link. Let me know what you want me to read. As Kermit T. As, Frog. As Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. With that in mind, what I just read. <laughs> with what I just read in mind. In front of liberals. Here's the nerdly debate. All right. We are put in charge of casting the Muppets in Alan Moore's The Watchmen. Okay. Who do you cast as what character? Well, Kermit's going to be Rorschach now. Yeah, with that in mind. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, there's not a ton of options for uh, Silk Spectre. You're going to have to go Miss Piggy. Yeah. So, kind of stuck with that one. Let's well, see. only girl in the Muppets, really, that stands out. Only mm. girl in the, in the comic that is really a thing, except for her mother. There's two big questions that need answered in this, right off the bat. That is, who's going to play the comedian? Because, dear God. Fozzie the Bear. No! For me, Fozzie the Bear is the comedian. All right, well, if you're setting that one in stone, I'm setting Dr. Manhattan as Gonzo. Oh, see, that's who I had as uh, the owl. Night owl, yeah. Why him? Uh, Just because Super Super Gonzo would. because, Because... Gonzo as the owl want his chickens. Alright. He he would instead of night owl, he'd be night chicken. Yeah, but you're still gonna have a giant blue flailing thing hanging off of Dr. Manhattan with his nose. Instead of a giant. The blue thing dick, is, his dick know? is only in the comic once. It's in the movie a whole bunch. Yeah. That we're not going off the movie. <laughs> uh we're casting a new movie. Ozymandias, let's see. Somebody who thinks they're smarter than everybody else. I would say... Beaker! I, w- I was actually going to say Beaker. Professor Honeydew. Beaker! I could see Beaker doing this, it. The giant model. Me, 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 And then at the end, Rorschach's like, fuck, he has a point. Yeah. I'm down with that. Or animal. No, because Rorschach's the only person that doesn't go against... That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that goes against him. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was I was either thinking Beaker or Professor Honeydew. Uh, Beaker would be funnier for the end, just all his yeah. giant monologue. The giant mo- <laughs> He said he's already done it. Me me. <laughs> Meep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hell yeah. I know that. Um, okay, so we we have to Doctor Manhattan. I said Gonzo. And Gonzo is a good choice. I I think personally, I think that he fits better as as Night Owl. Plus, as much as him and Kermit play off each other anyway, those two characters there would really work. Or, if you're wanting him to be Dr. Manhattan, then Rolf as Night Owl. That'd be adorable. Oh, man, that means we're going to see him and Miss Piggy fuck (laughs) in an airplane shaped like an owl. I'm down with that. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. Who would you have as Dr. Manhattan? Uh, the her. Swedish chef? Borg, Borg, Borg. Borg, 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 Borg. Yeah. Borg, Borg, Borg. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time his dick's just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only difference. We paint him blue, we hang his dick out, and he just cooks stuff. Uh, ooh, no. Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth. Mm. With the electric boogaloo. That's too scary. No? Really? Oh, yeah, that's terrifying. Hmm. Although, technically, we could... Dude, the mom from the Muppet Babies. No. Or not the mom. No. The, uh, the no. nanny. Nanny, yeah. Nah. They're just a giant pair of legs. No. Why not? It wouldn't... No. Like, I'm going... <laughs> I'm, I'm going off like, of Muppets. not Muppet like that just grossed you out. Did you hate it Muppet really Babies did. that much? What? It seems like it grossed you out. Did, it, did you hate Muppet Babies that much? When I was really little, it was fun because Collars, but oh, yeah. that show sucks so bad. Why did you rewatch it as an adult? I didn't. Liar. I'm remembering it <laughs> sucking so bad. Uh, mm. uh, Sesame Street characters keep popping up into my head. <laughs> you know, like Snuffleupagus. Right. A big, a pretty menacing Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> uh, let's see. If we're not going Gonzo or Rolf... Then that oh the eagle, yeah okay, yeah the one that thinks that he's better than everybody anyway. Well, he is. He's a bald eagle in America. So, hear <laughs> uh, ear that, or you can go completely one eighty on it and just try to make it as comical as possible. Rizzo the rat. <laughs> <laughs> You'd make a more fitting Osmodius, I think. <laughs> yeah, or Osmodius. Um, yeah, hmm. I'm sure Alan Moore loves this conversation. <laughs> I'm sure that he likes it more than he liked the uh, movie. We need to be careful because he's a magician. Yes. So he he uh, he worships a human face snake god. That's real. I know. <laughs> These are our heroes, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we like the fake ones in the comic <laughs> books. Uh, so yeah, not a long, long nerdly debate this time. A weird one. Uh, a weird one. Yeah. Sometimes you got to go weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that is our time. On this episode of Then and Now, your name is? Oh, I was taking a drink of beer. Hold on. Let me finish it first. Mm. Danny Mullins. Your name is? Robert Foley. Have a good one, everybody. Yes, have a good one.